Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I would like to wish you a happy new year. This is officially the first episode of 2022. I'm really excited for another year and to just continue um, podcasting and sharing and, and doing all the things. And I was thinking about how I wanted to kick this off because last week, you know, I did you know this three-part series on how to actually set New Year's resolutions that stick. Um, hopefully you caught that and were able to take some time to just work through that. If you haven't, definitely go back. That's the previous three episodes were all geared at that. But what I wanted to share, you know, inside of this, so I spent, I took last week off and hopefully many of you did as well. And I know it can be, can be tough to kind of get back into the rigmarole of life and, you know, work and kids going back to school and all that stuff. We're currently in Southern California and might be stuck here a while if Seattle doesn't, doesn't start to cooperate, but you know, all that's neither here nor there. We all have had our experience of whatever the holidays and, you know, celebrating the new year and all of that has looked like. And I know for many of you, it's also included, you know, I know I tend to go into this really reflective, you know, introspective state as the year comes to an end and I, I look at the year before and just kind of what life has led to and brought me and, and then something I skipped last year, which I'm going to encourage all of you to do is looking to the future and to, you know, what this coming year, what I want it to look like. And inside of doing that, I've, you know, been sharing about, I recommitted to my PhD program. So I actually did quite a bit of studying last week because that's one of the things I do for fun. If anyone is worried, wondering, um, I'm a nerd. So I love this stuff. So I spent my week between Christmas and New Year's uh, learning about neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to change itself. And, you know, learning a lot from live lectures and also readings of books by Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you're not familiar with him, brilliant man. Like, I don't get anything from this. I would love to have him come on the show at some point. So I'm just putting that out there in the universe that at some point we are going to have Joe Dispenza on the show to talk about how our brain works and not even really manifesting, but how we can change our lives by changing our brain. And one of the things that I found so interesting that he shared, and I think is kind of at the crux of why New Year's resolutions suck and fail and, you know, why so many of us get stuck. And I've talked about, you know, how we can get stuck on this hamster wheel of always doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Like it literally is the definition of insanity, right? And so he talks about, you know, our, and this is, it's, What's cool is a lot of this is now grounded in science. And so I've heard about things like meditation and manifestation and it, like it sounds cool and whatever, but science hadn't really 
caught up to explain how that actually works. And now it has. And so I'm actually really excited about this and wanted to just kind of share. I'm going to boil down like the the basics. This is one of those classes that I've actually taken the midterm twice now and failed both times, even though I've actually done all the coursework because it's just like doesn't match the content for some reason. Anyways, we get to take it as many times as we need to. We'll just put it that way. But getting back to this, so neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change itself. And what it says is our brain is constantly learning and adapting and, you know, changing. And by the time we hit around age nine, our patterning is pretty ingrained. And so if we're not constantly looking for ways to learn something new or to keep our brain kind of growing and evolving and developing new connections within within itself, then it starts to stagnate. And what actually happens is we start if we are doing everything on repeat, you know, you get up at the same time, you like drink the same cup of coffee, you take the same shower, you drive the same route to work, like when you work all day and come home at the same time and eat your dinner at the same time and, you know, watch your favorite TV show and then go to bed and get up and do it all over again. When our lives are on repeat like that, and we're not really getting any extra input or, you know, making any changes in how we're doing things, what actually happens is our brain, there's three different parts to our brain that function in this. So our neocortex is where the frontal lobe is. And that's where a lot of our creativity comes from. And that's the thing that we stop using. Um, And so, you know, anything new, like that's our intellectual brain and where we're kind of processing and learning stuff. And then underneath that is our limbic system. And that part of the brain is where our emotions live. So, you know, our thoughts become feelings. So our our neocortex has our, our thoughts and then they become feelings, which we feel in our body and is expressed in our body. And then when those two things repeat enough in the same pattern, it actually gets ingrained in our cerebellum, which is part of our old brain and more primitive brain. And that's where our just natural responses kind of run in the background, kind of like where if we were to talk about where the subconscious lives, like that's a big part of it. So, you know, it's what's regulating our sleeping and our heart beating and our, um, not really our sleeping, but our breathing, like the things that happen in our body that we don't think about. A lot of that's coming from the cerebellum. And over time, if our thoughts and feelings are, you know, in that pattern long enough, that pattern gets written into the cerebellum. And so it's just running. And what that means is that this this is what blew my mind and I, I wanted to share. You know, once, we, once we've hit the point where those patterns have been ingrained enough, our cerebellum essentially is running our past as part of our future. Now, this is, this is, this is big. And I remember learning about this in my twenties and not fully understanding it. You know, so many of us, we live life and make decisions around experiences, right? And we think that we're carrying around our baggage with us when we do that. Like a lot of, you know, there's imagery of the person like lugging around all the suitcases of bad relationships and whatnot, you know, looking for the next thing. But the reality actually is in the way that our brain works and how this patterning all happens is we're not just carrying it around with us. We are putting the past and our past experiences out in our future. And so when you're sitting here and wanting to, you know, change something about your health or you want to start exercising more, you want to, you know, find your motivation, you want your energy back. These are all things I hear from the women that I work with. And so we, you know, we try to do the meal planning and try to drink more water and go to the gym more, or exercise more. Like, you know, we're the key word here is try. I, I want you all to delete this word from your vocabulary, but that's essentially what we're doing because we're doing all that with this pattern running in the background that isn't changing. And so the plasticity of our brain, you know, plasticity means like moldability and how it changes and all that 
isn't receiving any kind of stimulus to let go of those patterns or undo the things that are keeping you stuck. And so we stay stuck and nothing ever changes. And we keep collecting evidence of why nothing ever changes and why life is the way it is. And we can't create anything new. And so there's a couple of things I want you to take from this. Like number one, maybe asking, okay, well, how do I, how do I do this, Dr. Alex? How do I, you know, start to make changes? And because the cool thing is they've found and they've shown through science, like it's not that our brains just stop evolving. And, you know, once we're at a certain, they used to think that once you became an adult, your brain was just like, that was it. And nothing was ever going to change. And, you know, if part of it died, then you were just screwed. They found that that's not true. And so what's cool is we have the ability to start to rewire our brain. And there's this law that's called Hebb's law that, you know, he's one of the kind of key guys in neuroscience and in this neuroplasticity conversation. But he found that basically, and this, we can boil it down to being really simple, but, you know, neurons that fire together, wire together. So neurons, when you create a new, you know, channel, when you give your, your body a new input, new stimulus, new thought, and it's, it comes from thoughts because that's what our frontal lobe and our neocortex is designed to do. So when we get a new thought and then attach it to that feeling, those neurons start to fire and wire together. And you have to do it enough times, it's repetition, that will turn that into a new pattern that's running in your cerebellum and just, you know, in your life. So this is where like the law of attraction and, you know, manifestation, all of that stuff and you can call it whatever you want. God, for me, it's God. Like, but it, this is another way that we can kind of connect to whatever that side is for ourselves. When we do that enough times and repeat the new thoughts, so negate the old thought. And I've talked about this on the show quite a bit and, you know, talked about who we're, we have to figure out where being is. Um, and that's kind of like the being is what's running in the cerebellum and you're in your patterning that you're not really thinking about. It's just kind of like what's running in the background, right? So when we start to rewire things, we change the plasticity of our brain and we can actually change how things are wired. And they found that when you do this, like it will change the expression of your genes. It can change, you know, there are people who have healed from cancer, from Joe Dispenza. If you aren't familiar with him, he was in a like horrific accident in a triathlon. He got run over by a car going 55 miles an hour on his bike the car was going 55 miles an hour and he broke six vertebrae. He's previously um, in another life like me, a chiropractor, but you know, he, they wanted to put rods in his back and he was never going to walk again and like all this terrible stuff. Right. And he spent three months laying face down, visualizing his spine healing basically and growing back together. And it actually did. And so he, you know, today walks and runs and is able to do all the things. And he just was able to get up one day and walk. And, you know, we hear those stories and, you know, people can call it woo woo and bunk and all that stuff. What's cool to me is they're starting to be this, like, we're starting to understand science because it is science and all science is theory until it's, you know, proven otherwise, basically. But, you know, there's starting to be this understanding of like how our brain works and how things function and, you know, quantum physics, which is essentially the thing that connects us to the rest of the world and is where a lot of possibility lives. And so what's cool about it is you have the ability to change, whether it's your personality or, you know, some ask something about your life, some situation, like you actually have the ability to make changes there. And it comes from starting to rewire your brain, which starts with your thoughts and then translates into your feelings. And then with enough repetition gets ingrained into your 
just general patterning and how things work. And in order to do that, we have to let go of the old patterns. So I think I was starting to talk about how do we actually go about this? And like the main way is because we're only conscious, only about 5% of our brain is actually our conscious thought. And most of it is running in the subconscious. And so we can't change anything with our, just our conscious thought alone. Like we have to be able to tap into that other area that's running in the background. The big ways to do that are, you know, things that I've learned about now are like hypnotherapy and biofeedback and some stuff I've talked about on the show, but also meditation, you know, meditation is a form of self-hypnosis really. And this is something I've been trying and taking on that I've like never, ever related to. And I know other people who've never related to it and others who are, you know, think it's amazing and great. And it's not just the act of going into meditation. Like you have to have a really clear intention around what you're doing with that. You know, will it help you relax? Absolutely. But you have to, you know, be clear on like, I am going into this to change and become a different person when I come out of it kind of thing. And so, you know, I don't get anything from pushing anything about Dr. Uh, Joe Dispenza. He has a bunch of meditations on his website. Um, I've been playing around with some of them there. Some of them can be long. I'll be honest. It's hard to commit to like an hour long meditation. So find something that you can start with that's small, but have that, you know, we have to have the intention that we're undoing some of our, our previous programming and wiring. And that, you know, it comes from our childhood, our upbringing, things we decided, experiences we've had, but we have the ability and the opportunity to change all that. And the other piece of this that I wanted to share is, you know, by the time we're adults, and this is where meditation is one of those ways that we tap into that side of ourselves. If you are creative in any way, you know, you have, like I play the violin. If you have some sort of artistic expression that you can lose yourself in, that's another way to tap into the side of your brain. Because what happens is, you know, as we get older and experience life and all that, we have four different brain waves. And so the, our brain kind of gets stuck in running in what's known as beta and beta is it's, you know, these are just different waves that exist in nature that they've tracked on with measuring and whatnot. But beta is essentially where fight or flight and stress live, right? And so all of us are living in this beta brain all the time. There is zero creativity. We're just trying to survive. We're trying to get from one day to the next. And I was thinking back and like realized that that's where I was most of last year, you know, not feeling very creative, feeling kind of stuck. I didn't really have a clear vision or anything for my year, what I wanted to achieve. I was just kind of, you know, in reactionary mode all the time. And the majority of people are living there all the time. And so our job is to figure out how to change the cycling of our brain, which the other states tend to actually be a bit slower and allow ourselves to find that place of creativity. And so meditation is one of the ways you do that. You know, hypnotherapy is one of the ways you do that. Tapping into your creative side, whatever that might be, is one of the ways that you do that. Learning something new, all of that. And what we want to do is move in from the beta state into the alpha state. And so alpha is where our creative side lives. Alpha and then theta is right before we go to sleep. Generally, we're in that state. And that's actually a time where a lot of the creative juices can be flowing and you might be annoyed because you're up all night thinking like we want, we want to still be able to fall asleep, but that's when you might get your best ideas. Like I used to have a notebook by the bed that I just write things down if I was thinking about stuff and I've had some of my best ideas. Then. And so that state is usually right before we fall asleep. And then when we first wake up in the morning and then Delta is where, you know, we're in deep, deep sleep. And so obviously we want to be hitting that as well, but we have to kind of retrain the brain and use it kind of like you would train a muscle or work out or do any of that. Otherwise we lose it. 
use it or lose it. That's uh, I don't know who said that, but essentially that's what neuroscience has shown is that when you have neurons that fire together, they wire together. And so if you're always just using things in the same way, they just, they never change and they're all wired together. And that just is what is. But if you start to make changes, you can build new, you know, neurons are essentially synapses is how stuff travels through the brain. Um, but you can build new connections and build new patterns and build new things in that will essentially, you know, rewrite your future, not with your past in it. Really cool stuff. Kind of advanced, maybe a little over people's heads. Hopefully I explained it pretty well. But, you know, the, the bigger key that I wanted to share and just leave you with is if you are looking at making some changes this year and you, you know, we're in a new year and it's not February yet. So most people are still on this track right now, but you know, you have to look at what patterns are ingrained in you and what things are running the show. Like if you're trying to work out, but it's ingrained in you and you have a pattern of eating ice cream at 10 o'clock at night, every night, because you know, it makes you feel loved or you're lonely or, or whatever is driving that those two things aren't going to work well together. Right. And, you know, it's the goal of working out that you want to lose weight or, you know, change something about your body, or you just want to be healthier, any of those things. You have to look at what patterns healthy and unhealthy are driving you in the background and just bring some awareness to them. Because until we make the unconscious conscious, we can't do a whole lot about it. And so a lot of, you know, the things about meditation or self-reflection or, you know, just really putting yourself in a state where you can ask open-ended questions like, I wonder what it would like to be like to lose a hundred pounds. And then just think about like all the, all the things that that could be like, or I wonder what it'd be like to not be angry and stressed every time I get in my car. Hmm. And then as you kind of bring this wonder, wonder to it, you can start to you know, you think it and then you feel it. And then your body starts to create these new patterns and emotion, like tied to your thoughts and feelings. And ultimately that is what is going to help you be successful. They just one of the little tidbit on this, um, that I found super interesting. You know, they've done studies with people, humans were playing the piano and they had one group that would, you know, practice and, you know, practice the piece and do all the things. And another group that would just do it in their head, with their brain. And what they found was that the people who just practiced in their head had the same level of brain activity and new connections and all of that as if they'd actually physically practiced it. I've been, I kind of want to, not that I don't like working out, but you know, <laughs> talking about if you really like focus on just mentally visualizing, like working out, you know, bicep curls is, is one they found that people will physically have the same response as those who actually go do it just by doing it in their head, just by visualizing it, because the body doesn't actually know whether you're doing something or not. It's about the neurological connections and it will start to act and regulate itself like you were doing that. So I found this super interesting, just, you know, some interesting tidbits to have you think about and consider. So to kind of wrap all this up, you know, our brains are very powerful. I'd argue we still don't understand a whole lot of them because there's so much more, but you know, where neuroscience has gotten to is really this place of starting to understand how we can 
be successful with change or not and some of the steps that need to go into that. And so I really encourage you, you know, whether you want to read one of Dr. Joe's books or just listen to what I say or any of that, but, you know, finding the places where you can start to build some creativity back into your world will have a bigger impact on you making changes than just trying to add more stuff to your plate. Hopefully that makes sense because many of us in the high performing world, I know are, you know, taking on, I'm going to do all this extra stuff on top of what I already have going on. And first, maybe let's look at our being in the world and what our thoughts and feelings are driving us to do based on the patterns that are running in the background and start to bring some of those to light and unwind them and build new ones that are going to serve us in who we really want to be in the future. I hope this serves you. Um, we will be back with our normal interview, which I have a really great one coming up with Dr. Nicole Keene, who um, we talked a lot about anxiety and depression, and she had a lot of really great stuff to say about that. So come back for that and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm-hmm.